You are listening to the Magic Drop Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Cornish, actor, author, and creator. Join me on this journey of growth, joy, and love. I'm here to bring you dope content to expand your mindset and uplift your energy. Why? Because it's your epic life. I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the lands we meet on today. I'd like to pay my respects to my elders past and present. Also, a quick shout out to ACAST for hosting this potty. Hi everyone and welcome to the Magic Drop Podcast. I'm your host Isabel Cornish and today I have my friend Andy on the show. Hello, you can also call me Bambi if you must. If you will. If you will. (laughs) will. Please, please do. Please. So I thought we'd start today by drawing a oracle cards. We've got a gorgeous deck of, what type of cards are they? They're a bit cooked. (laughs) (laughs) I saw them, I was like, unicorn oracle cards. Yeah, let's pick one. So they're unicorn oracle cards. They're unicorn enchanted unicorn oracle cards. We're going on a journey. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the journey. So we're going to choose a card. All right, you pick one. It's the intergalactic card. Fuck off. I literally just picked that one. (laughs) (laughs) And it's number 21 and it says in the zone. Oh, we're in the zone. <laughs> Thanks for the confirmation, y'all. We can put these down now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys out there like yeah. listening to aliens, you, you, we've arrived. <laughs> we're out there and we're here now. <laughs> All right. The back. cards never lie. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to topic. Today we're talking about you can't make this shit up. Because some of our stories, you literally can't make this shit up. And we will give each other holler or be like, we've got another story. And we're literally like, you can't make this fucking shit up. (laughs) But I think we're just going to go down memory lane. (laughs) Take a little walk down memory lane. So first I want to share one of my stories. So this story started with an invite for me to house sit. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) (laughs) So I rock up this to this house. I've been to this house before. I've had a quick meet and greet with the house and the people that own the house. I'm like, I'm happy to house it. I'm happy to help you guys out. The house seemed fine. The I didn't pick up on any signs and signals the first time I saw the house. So the people that I was house sitting for have gone away and I arrived to the house at about 6 or 7 p.m. I walk inside. There's some lovely animals there. <laughs> I'm I'm closing my eyes because this story is so cooked (laughs) and I can't believe it happened. But yes, go on. Sorry. So I get inside and there's two dogs and one cat. I'm looking around and there's big doors and windows and they're all open. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. All right, I'll lock the doors, makes myself some dinner. So I go to lock the doors and none of the doors have locks. All right, that's a bit weird. But anyway. So I might make myself some dinner, don't think about it too much. I sit down in the kitchen to like chop up some veggies and then I look across, the oven turns on and starts flashing 333. Mate, can I just pause you? Number one red flag, no locks on the door, honey. No Big red flag. I'd be, 
calling them being like, yo, yo, we're in the middle of nowhere. Blair Witch Project's <laughs> out there. Where's the locks on the doors? I know, but I was like, don't get ahead of yourself. You know, I was just using my self-talk to like calm myself down, stay present. The oven starts flashing 333. I'm like, you're kidding me. I'm like, devil's number. That's, that's got to be the devil's number. I text Andy straight away. It's 333 the devil's number? And you're like, no, I think it's 666. <laughs> anyway, not the point. So I'm sitting there just trying to compose myself and then all of a sudden the toilet lid goes from down to up. On its own, I look across and I'm like, are you serious? And my heart rate's like really starting to fasten at this point. And I'm like, okay, go around to all the doors and the windows, shut them as best as I can. Still no locks, no locks on anything. And so I'm just looking through all the rooms, seeing what else is in the house. And I walk into this one room and it looks like a library full of books, smallish room, probably like three meters by three meters. There's a computer on one side and then it's just books all around. I'm like, that's interesting. One of those book walls, there's actually like a little seam at the top of the <laughs> of the books. It looks like there's a room in there. I was like, classic story, you know, you pull the book and the wall moves. I go over to the oh. wall and grab one of the books and pull it and the whole wall slides open to a secret room. And I've seen a fucking video of this. Like, she is not lying. Pull a book, wall open. Wall opens and it's dark in there. And there's like flashing lights. And I was like, you, there is no way. If I go in that room, I'm not coming out (laughs) of that room. So I was like, pull, grabbed the book cupboard and slid it back across. Go in and I'm like, shit, shit's getting weird. All right, don't want it, don't think too much about it. You know, finish what you're doing, go to bed, relax. Next day, quite a normal day. And, you know, just doing some work expressing my creativity a bit as the night goes on and it gets a little bit dark and I'm like same thing like just as the sun goes down I'm like don't freak out don't freak out and then all of a sudden all the lights go off the whole house just goes pitch black I'm like you're choking I'm creeping around the dog starts howling and all of a sudden there's this big bang 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 on the door I'm like oh my gosh and I go to the door, look out the like door wind slash window, and there's nothing there. And then on the other side of the house, a big bang, bang, bang. And the dog again, howling, going off, barking and howling. I was like, this is my time. I, I'm My life is coming to an end. And then I remember mum saying something to me about there's no locks on doors, like get a chair and jam a chair. So I grabbed this like big old antique chair and I'm jamming all the doors, the chairs under the door <laughs> handles. Visualize this to a T. <laughs> and it's dark. So I'm, there's candles everywhere. So I'm like, okay, I find a lighter. I light the candle. I'll be all right. But there's no lighters. A hundred candles in this house and not one lighter. And it's pitch black. The internet goes out. I lose phone reception. What? Wait, what time is this? Like seven o'clock. And how many kilometres to the neighbours? couple of Ks. Oh, my fucking God. So the internet goes out, which means I then don't have any phone reception because it was Wi-Fi only. So I was using like iMessage calls and audio calls. And um, my phone's actually about to die as well oh because all God, the lights fuck. have gone out. I don't have any power. And I've got the flashlight on my phone, but my phone is about to die. And there's no lighters. And I'm like, okay. 
get into the bed with all of the animals and don't move. So I get the cat, I get the two dogs, I hop into the bed, I cover myself in the bed and I'm like, you've got to fall asleep. You just have to. Somehow I fell asleep. I don't know how. How the fuck did you fall asleep? At 7 o'clock. I fall asleep. I wake up three or four hours later and I'm like, I'm still here. So I creep out of the bed. I'm just creep out of the bed into the kitchen and then all of a sudden all the lights turn on and my phone goes, for some reason I've still got battery. Dude, this is fucking. And I get a text. Are the lights back on? Question mark. I was like, wait a second. Someone knows that the lights just turned back on. Yeah, this is where it gets fucking real twisted. And then I see a camera and the camera light is flashing. Wait, where's the camera situated? Which which room or is there multiple? There's it's in the living room, pointing between the living room and the bathroom. And there's a light and it's just like flashing the light. This is like five minutes after I've had the text saying, are the lights back on? You're joking me. There's a camera. I follow the lead of the camera. The camera goes through the wall, super sneaky, into another wall and then comes out in the creepy book room (laughs) plugged into a computer. This is criminal. This is actually... This is, this is not right. This is point of no return. <laughs> this is when you grab all the animals and you get in the fucking car and you leg it. That's what you said to me, but I was like, I have to see I this through. It. No, day one. No locks on the doors. Red flag number one. You bolt. I was dedicated. I know, but that's your mindset. That's where my mindset sometimes does not serve me. I am so dedicated that I'm like, I have to do this and I will endure whatever it takes. There was a point where I was like, this is how I go. A girl alone in a house, no locks on the doors, in the middle of nowhere, turn all the lights off and there's a freaky book room. Camera, toilet. It's all f- way, way too muchy. <laughs> too, too muchy, too much. muchy, too muchy, much. Way too many red flags. So the lights came back on. I decided I was staying there. <laughs> <laughs> Went to bed. Woke up. It was my last day. I'm like, I did it. You, I don't like to bitch out of things. I know, but this is not normal. This is so far from normal behaviour and normal situations and normal circumstances. (laughs) I think the universe was testing you. Testing me. See how strong I was. (laughs) We know you're strong. So the next day I'm going to leave. I go outside, just make sure everything's in order and there's a cottage roomy granny flat outside. And the windows are open and it's been raining for, honestly, two months at this point. Wait, hold up. There's a whole separate cottage. There's a whole separate cottage, Why did you not walk the grounds after day one? You didn't (laughs) assess, you didn't even assess the environment. Cooked things happened and you didn't do an assessment the next day in the daylight? I would have been, I would have been looking around everywhere. You know, if like a cut hurts, you don't then like stab it. <laughs> I'm like, get the fucking knife and stab it. <laughs> so I go into the yard. It's my like day of, like, I'm leaving that day. I just couldn't help myself. First of all, I was like, well, who has windows open when it's been raining for two months up here in the Northern Rivers? You just don't leave windows open. 
and the door was open too, but it, I wasn't going to turn the handle. It just wasn't locked. didn't have a lock on it. So I go around the side and I like peek through the window and there's a bed there with a blanket on it and there's stuff under the bed. Oh, my God. There's stuff under the blanket. Is it like dolls or something? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't go in. No, you didn't go in. No. I wasn't going to go in. If I went, it went in oh, there, the yeah. door would slam well, behind me. You've gone this far. You've gone this far. I thought you would have committed to go in and see what was under the bed. Or under the cupboard. Creepy. Under the cupboard. Oh my god, what if it was like weird dolls and shit? Like this is some this is you can't make this shit up, guys. Like you actually can't. <laughs> so that was it. I left and then that was my spooky house story. When Iz told me this story, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I was like, you are banned from going to people's houses now. Abandoned. <laughs> you you are tell grounded. everyone you're not house sitting ever again. <laughs> She's grounded. This could have been, okay, great story, great story, but it could have been a fucking disaster. Oh, yeah, I could have died for sure. Literally could have died. <laughs> this is how girls go, see you later. So sad. So don't put yourself in that situation. If there's a 333, if there's a toilet going closed to open, get out of there. If the lights go off and then they go back on and the owner messages you at the same time, Get out get of out. there. If you see a camera, get out of there. Do not if you stay. Pull a box and a wall moves. Get out, out. of there. <laughs> Wild. Anyway, what about that story of um, the car keys? <laughs> oh, you can't make that up. That wasn't. That could have been a serious situation. Well, it just would have meant, meant that we were sleeping in an unsafe place, but. Do you want me to take it away? Take or, it away. Oh, well, no. So it all started with booking hotel, a hotel, motel, holiday in for one night for, for a, a festival. festival. So, and it already sounds like a bad idea. Izzy and I, whole ass, get our shit, pack the car, drive up to Goldie, and we arrive to the hotel motel, which was like pretty much the only one available, right, At when our friend The reception was so small, two of us couldn't fit in there. Yeah, I felt like I was in Bali. I was like, we should drop into like in the door trying to check out. Sorry, I let Izzy go in. With our pillows. Yeah, we were waiting to get sorted. We had to get ready and go to the festival. And then Izzy comes out and she was like, oh, it's – no, 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 I come in. We both squeeze in there. Because I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is taking so long? Give us the keys and we'll... Your bookings for yeah. a month time. Find out the bookings for a month time. And Izzy and I were just like, I think we're both pretty exhausted at this point. And we're just like, all right then. Um, what are we going to do? Better tell better tell the crew that we don't have... A hotel. A hotel. Motel. Um, and we're probably going to have to drive home tonight. And then... We decided to jump online, look if there's any more accommodation, and there's zip, nada, nothing, (laughs) unless we want to travel like 45 minutes. No, we do not. So the festival's about to start, so we decide to just keep our car in the hotel hotel car park and get ready. I'm brushing my teeth in a gutter. And on a, no word is, of no a lie. Way. We need to give more context. This is like a one-star hotel. <laughs> yeah, because it was the only one available when we booked. Because it was but last it was minute. Really for a month <laughs> it late. was probably safer to get ready outside. <laughs> so we've decided we're going to the festival. We'll probably have to drive home. We wanted to, you know, 
let ourselves loose. <laughs> but we're going to have to drive home. We're going to have to drive home. Which is fine. We can party sober. All good. We get ready. We go to the festival. Andy's on my shoulders. We have a pretty oh, no, good time. No, we, had, we have a great time. We made a call. Honey Bunny. She was a vibe. Forgot her name, but loved her. And then... We go up to the top section and then there's that dude. And I noticed this dude was vibing us out earlier. We end up having a chit chat and he, first of all, I must add that we're a pretty good judge of character. So we felt like this guy was in our vibe. He was a nice guy. Oh, totally. He was definitely in our vibe. Like my radar was not like (laughs) red flag. (laughs) And he told us that he has a boat and that he has a couple of spare rooms in his accommodation and that he could get the boat to pick us up from the festival and we could go back to... It was actually his apartment, I think. His apartment, yeah, yeah, he had had spare rooms. Yeah, people coming back to his place had like five bedrooms, good views, and we had to get a boat over to get to his place. We were like, fuck yeah. Stars are lining up. We've got somewhere to sleep. And then what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Mum Izzy comes in. Think we should drive home, and then I then I come come in, and then I was like, hundred percent, we're going fucking home. Fuck that. Let's I go also, home. Yeah. Get into our own space. It's an hour to drive, and it's pretty late by this point. We're pretty exhausted, so I am always like, I'll drive. I'll do the. I'll take one for the team, and I will DJ. <laughs> we get in the car. It's raining. It's very dark, and by this time, it's about midnight. So we're driving back and we need to stop. Andy's like, I need McDonald's. I needed, and I needed a piss. Yeah, you needed to wee <laughs> we needed and we needed to get and snacks. And we needed food. Because we- I was really tired and I was like, I need snacks to drive or I'm not going to make it home. Yeah, we were not okay. Um, stop, revive and survive, everyone. Yeah, and I needed those fries. Like, you know me with hot chips. Well, everyone else, it's my it's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we stop at the service station. We load up on the snacks. I'm driving, so we get back into the car. I put the car key in the ignition, and it snaps. It literally just snaps. And <laughs> it snaps enough. And I knew this was going to happen because it was already a little bit broken, and I saw how Izzy locked the car when we went into the servo. Are you like, saying I locked it dodgy? No, no, no. It was already a bit broken, but I noticed how you pushed, how it. You pushed it in, and I was like, oh, this is like... I, I knew it was this going to close, like, close territory because I had it taped up because my housemate. Well, you didn't tell me any of this. Well, it had sticky tape on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, the sticky tape. Infested anyway, it was, it was already hours. pre-damaged. I was due to get another one, but it happened all that day pretty much. And it snapped. And there we are in the car park like, again. Another car park for one day, one night. And we're in the middle. Where the? Where were we? on the side of a freeway somewhere and it was dark and it was cold and we just could not get this car key back in. And it was about 20 minutes and we're starting to freak out a little bit. So we're going to sleep here. We're going to have to sleep here. I'm looking around for people in vans that I can walk over to the van, tap on the side and be like, do you have any tools? Excuse no, me, then, our car no, key you snapped. Gave, you gave it a red hot go and it started the first time but then it stopped and then stopped. And my hands, my fingers, like I was – really dedicated once again <laughs> to the point where my fingers were like turning a different color and I was still trying I was like I've got to get this I can do it I can do it I can I can get it and then so we found a hack yes which was we had to pretty much 
hold the parts of the car key back together All together because i remembered the key dude once that i got it replaced another time he said the main uh like the main part it has is, to be near it. No, it has to be all together. All together. To be able to, turn. to register. So we, so we, we together, all, our four, four little hands, four little hands. <laughs> managed to get it in there and turn, turn it back. And it worked. It worked. It actually fucking worked. Did we tape it? No, we just like let it sit there. And it had to, like, if it moved it, it would break and we would be fucked. And we made again. it. We made it home and we got into PJs and had a good lol and <laughs> had a hot tea and went to bed love that for can't us make this shit up. <laughs> can't make this shit up that oh that could have been bad because that was a real the the, the vibe of the servo wasn't like like top notch it was like <laughs> it's not, i don't think any server no, really clean of, some are like you know no like, servos are a vibe they're just not the amount of times I've slept in a servo in my van car park and thought, why the hell am I here? Oh, my God. Anyway, that that was – we got there in the end. While we're on the festival topic, oh I want to share a story. So I was – I teach uh, wellness workshops at Bushdoffs. So I was leaving to go to this one Bushdoff in Brisbane. I was packing my van, and it was a few days before I'd left, and I saw this huge python. It was probably like a three-metre-long python – very thick, just baking in the sun near my van. I was like, she's, you know, she's soaking up the sun rays. She's okay there. And then she just disappeared and I didn't see her for about two or three days. Snakes are a regular occurrence at the property I used to live at. I love snakes. I'm personally not afraid of them. I didn't see her for two or three days. So I packed my van, get ready to go to this festival. I have to stop over in Brisbane City before I head out to the bush. I get to Brisbane City to pick up one of my friends and I open the door and in the crack of the door, I see something moving. I'm like, what is that? And the python is in my car bonnet and you can see it through the crack of the door. I'm like, you're kidding me. This three-metre python is curled up in my car bonnet and I'm heading to a festival. If this thing slithers out in the campsite of this three-day festival, do you know how intense that is going to be? You know, especially for people who are a bit how's it going, <laughs> yeah. having a good time. Imagine if a huge python just starts slithering around. Snake, I would have a heart attack. I get nervous around snakes. So, mission easy. I'm going to have to get it out. With a stick? I'm going to have to get it out. Big fatty. So I close my door and I look for the nearest reserve nature bush thing. Situation. Situation. <laughs> so I pull up in this nature bush reserve on the side of the road. I have no idea where I am. I have to get the snake out of the bonnet somehow. So first off, I open the <laughs> – Wait, is this no, – hang on, wait. I just got to ask, is this snake, like, thick? Like, how thick is the – It's a three-metre snake. She's – like, it's big. Oh, bras, bras, bras. It's a thick snake, like, bigger than oh. my – Are you – Like, you my alone? leg. Are you alone? My you're, leg. Are you alone? Yeah, big leg snake and you're alone. <laughs> okay. So I had some feathers and some other things <laughs> that I was taking in my workshop of the door. Here comes the fairy. I wanted to tickle him because I didn't want to prod him with something hard and hurt him. I wanted to tickle I the snake. I thought if I tickle the snake with a feather, <laughs> I could 
him. Like he he can, would think it's a bird and fucking go for you even harder. <laughs> like, is that a little, is that a little birdie on my, <laughs> on my scale? Let me it just... was a bird, freshly, fresh bird feather. I didn't even think of that, to be honest. I thought I'll, if I use a feather, I can just give him a little tickle and hopefully that tickle will encourage him to slither out under the car somewhere. Start tickling him and he's not having a bar of she. She was a she, now she turned into a boy. Okay, so. Whatever it was. <laughs> the snake. Snake. Um, tickling the snake and it's not moving anywhere, looking at me like I'm having a nap in here, leave me alone. Like it's very warm in the car by this point. Oh, I need something else. I'm like cold water because if you tip cold, snakes don't like cold things. So cold water or ice is really good. And you can also use methylated spirits. So if you ever get yourself in a snaky situation, you can put methylated spirits on cotton buds and wipe them past the snake's nose. And the, oh, <laughs> the smell makes them not want Repel the food. It. Yeah, but he wasn't trying to eat me at this point. <laughs> Never tried to eat me. <laughs> I should have left that like cliffhanger. <laughs> so I go, I'm getting water and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to turn to the stick and like prod the snake a little bit more. Snake finally starts to wake up and starts to move. So I open the bonnet of my van. It starts to slither into the front section of the bonnet. By this point, I've got one hand reaching around the side into the door crack to try and get the snake to wake up and keep moving, like tickling its tail, <laughs> running its tail. My other hand, I've got it around the top half of the snake, not where the head is, and I'm trying to hoax it to move up and out of the bonnet. It's not having a bar of it. It starts to curl around all of the pipes oh my in God. my engine. This is a nightmare. So I'm fully handling the snake by this point and I'm just like pulling it with all of my strength and they're so strong. And then all of a sudden it starts to like duck and weave down under the car. What the fuck? So I get on my back and pull myself under the van lying on my back. nuts. I'm telling you, Steve Irwin. On the concrete and the snake starts slithering down. Its massive head is just (laughs) slithering straight towards me and I'm under the car. I've got no escape. And I'm like, I just hope that it doesn't go for my face. And then I kind of scare it and it starts to like twirl back around and I've got the snake by this point is completely wrapped around my bicep, but half of it is still stuck in the car. And it was about an hour and a half mission all up. So I was handling the snake and trying to maze it through the engine of my car for an hour and a half. And at first I was like, if I can't get it out, I'll just leave it. But then I connect it with a snake. You synced in. I synced in with the snake and I saw its eyes and I was like, I will do anything. I will get my head bitten off. I will get strangled, but I have to get this snake to safety. I was full kicked into oh like saviour mode, warrior mode. I eventually got the snake and I was just like, it was just slithering, slithering around and I had it in my hands and then I just took it out into the forest and put it back in and slithered away. And then all of my blood started rushing back and I realised I was in the craziest fight or flight mode. Yeah. I was on mission. And then I just couldn't believe what had just happened. (laughs) Like how I felt like I'd run three marathons, just the adrenaline of trying to get that snake out of my car. That's so hectic. (laughs) Oh, I have a snake story too, but it makes me sound like a pussy. (laughs) But I have reoccurring nightmares about huge snakes coming and grabbing me, biting my legs, like their heads, 
their heads as big as my head That's and intense. they come and like and I have to like ward them off. It's really intense. I really believe that the snake is a sign but it's to a transformation. Transformation, cleanse and rejuvenate. Yeah. So I actually didn't at this point have my intro talk for my workshop. And the snake offered me that that inspiration. <laughs> Because the snake represents shedding our skin, letting go of things that we don't need to hold on to anymore. It's transformation. It's power. It's it's so many different things. So the snake offered me that inspiration to then share to the people. Yeah, it was just an hour journey with an actual real snake. Yeah. Mine is just in dream time. Where was I'm it like, just like on a card? Well, my, well, I've got a I've got a little snake story now. <laughs> no, but you can't make this shit up. So. I'm, okay, backstory to this story. I am walking 10Ks every day because my car is broken. Actually, no. Let's start again. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Action. Okay. So since we're on the festival stories, I have another one. So... I watched like The Secret or one of those documentaries or probably a podcast that prompted me to make a vision board to make something into reality because I love science. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try this out. Like Jim Carrey wrote his check. Okay. I'm good at like, you know, I make vision boards. I'm going to make a vision board. I was like, okay, what do I want to do? I was like, I want to debut. DJing at Burning Man, one of the biggest, it's not called a festival, but one of the biggest like pop-up civilizations on the planet. So this is a year prior. I don't even know if I'm going to Burning Man the next year. <clears throat> cut two. I cut, end up, two. <laughs> cut two. End up getting a ticket. I'm going. I was like, okay, halfway there. I kind of forget about the vision board. It's up, huge poster in my room. And it comes to like two weeks before flying over to the States and you you all get like I was with a camp so I was with like yeah this camp called Tribal Spirit and we had like a Facebook chat or something and I there's a message there I was like hey we need um this slot DJ filled in for blah 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 day and I literally was like yeah yeah I'll do it <laughs> what's your DJ name um DJ Space Queen? No. <laughs> I just made it up. So you just made it up. Space just... Queen. DJ Space Queen. Dropping you in. Little alien. What? Back to the galactic. Dropping me. Back to the galactic. Oracle card. Full circle. Oh, true. Space Queen. Confirmation. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so then I was like, holy fuck, I've got two weeks. <laughs> Not only am I leaving to go overseas, I'm also prepping to move to to come up to the Northern Rivers. Um, I'm feeling pretty unstable because there's so much change going on in my life. And I was like, fuck, all right, I've got two weeks. I'm going to have to teach myself how to DJ, curate the sickest fucking set, and go slay. <laughs> Mission I slay. I holler one of my friends who's, like, been DJing since, like, the rave days. And I was like, DJ Bex. I've got to hit DJ Bex up, hit her up. I was like, yo, this is the situation. Can I come and watch you DJ? She was like, oh, yeah, yeah, come along. So I go along to one of her gigs. We're at like a real cool bar in Melbourne. I'm just watching her. 
do her thing. She teaches me a few hacks on how to like beat match. I was like, yep, get it. And then she was like, all right, quickly jump on and just do like a practice. So I did one. So my first time ever DJing was in a bar in Melbourne. And I was like, okay. And I just did it. All good. Left there feeling confident. And then by like a little practice, like DJ, um, beginner setting. It was like 200 <laughs> bucks, like a Wego or something. I curate a really sick playlist. I played this at your party. Yeah. Yeah. Where Paul was like. Can vouch. Yes. Sick. It's like tribal deep house tech. A vibe. Um, and then I practice it probably like maybe three times. Next minute, I'm on the plane. I'm off to Burning Man. It's overwhelming. The whole experience is overwhelming. I end up forgetting my hacks beforehand and then going to one of the other DJs. I was like, hey, my friend told me how you can do this, um, like hacking the beat matching. Can you quickly just show me that before I start my set? She was like, yeah, honey. Like, you know, everyone's just like, love, love, love. So she quickly re-showed me how to do the hacks because I was a bit nervous. I was nervy. Space Queen hadn't ascended yet. I was dropping in. All the galactic family out there was watching me. And then I was like, all right. And then I literally just dropped in and I made one minor mistake. Everyone liked the set. Most of the people were pretty fried doing other things, but I showed up and you I killed it. it and I slayed it. And I was just like, this bitch manifested that which bitch (laughs) (laughs) wait i've got one more story about i've got one more story about being a witch bitch okay so (laughs) um this is this is before i knew i was a bit of a witch bitch but this is a witch bitch story so i'm like 19 and we're going to oh my god who's the artist it was a one hit wonder shutterbug Big boy. What? Do you remember the song Shutter? Can we play that song? Shutterbug. Shutterbug, big boy. You will remember it. Was on the radio a lot. He was playing at one of the big, like, theatres in Melbourne and I was feeling myself that night and I'm glad I wore a sexy outfit because. So we're we're at, like, how close to the front stage? Irrelevant. So we're near near the front stage. And then one of the dudes at the start of the concert, no, the the prior act did their thing and I was really feeling myself. Hang on, hold up. Before we go on, you were feeling yourself twice. Yeah. So you're really feeling yourself. I was really feeling myself. <laughs> like I wasn't actually feeling myself, but I was I was on one. I was in my vibe. So I think Big Boy came on. He hadn't done his one hit wonder yet. But this dude comes to the front of the stage, one of his like sidekick dudes or one of the side rappers, and was like pretty much like, which honey bunnies want to come up and dance on the stage? And I, something came over me and I literally like stood forward. It was like I was in the fucking army, stood forward, put my hand up and it felt like electricity came out of my fucking hand <laughs> and I was like, me. And he just points at me straight away and I got picked first. Next minute, I'm now processing that I'm about to get on stage in front of thousands of people with heaps of my homies watching up on the top section in the middle section you I've got a freak whole, out. 
no. <laughs> or not full freak out, but just kind of be like, oh, fuck, this is happening. Like running adrenaline, running everywhere. So we they put us all to this like side section first. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this is happening. I was like, mm, magic. <laughs> Commanded in, it's happening. Um, and then they pull us, they're like, okay, girls, it's now, now time for you to come on stage. So I leave my wallet and all my, like, belongings in, like, this side section where they've put us. And I just forget about it because I'm just, like, a bit in, like, an out-of-body experience. And I get to – they put me front centre stage. Well, first we're, we're dancing on the side for, like, one of the songs. And then they're like, okay, girls, right front. I am, like, pretty much centre stage with fucking Big Boy. And I – when I, I dance, have no idea who Big Boy is. I might just put that out there. <laughs> We're going to listen to it Absolutely zero idea. She's like, and Big Boy, I'm like, huh? <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I literally, when I dance, I go into a, like a trance state. Like it's a form of my meditation. But back then I didn't realise that's like where I can just let go. I literally do not remember dancing at all. I don't remember leaving my shit. I do not remember dancing. And then I get like pretty much it was all wrapped up. Next minute we're off the stage. I completely forget about my wallet and my my belongings. And then and then cut to pretty much end of night, do get my belongings back, all good. Next day getting messages from my friends, from my homies saying, you sexy minx, you like fuck, you can dance. I literally <laughs> have no idea what dance moves I did and what went down because I had an out-of-body experience. Which bitch? Not here. (laughs) (laughs) That is just so random. The most random thing. That is just the most random story I have ever heard. But hold up. When did you piss? No, this is not the pissing story, is it? No, I've been, I've been holding on this whole time, waiting for the climax of the moment that you piss. Because you told me I've got a great pissing yeah, story. This is not it, but it would have been great if I pissed myself on stage and had no recollection. I've been waiting this whole time oh, no. on the edge of my seat. When does it? When does it happen? Is it when she's with Big Boy or is it, is it when she finds her bag? Stop, Big Boy. Is it when she's back with her homies? <laughs> when is it going to happen? No, I do have – okay, I've got many piss stories, but I've got a poo story. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to just tell it quickie. So I had a situation where at some point in my life due to health circumstances – I really lost a lot of my muscles down there in the pelvic floor, everywhere, and it became pretty much a common, not common, probably yet four times where I've had to call my mum and let her know I have pissed in the car again, stuck in traffic because I didn't have the muscles to hold it in. After that journey, and mum's such a chiller and it just became comical, but I literally, I think the last time I did do that to her, I was like, Hi, Mum. Yeah, just pissing in the car again on the West Cape Bridge. <laughs> just casually. Oi, it was a hel- it was it was a full health situation. So after well, I didn't have a health situation, I pissed 
pissed in my cup plenty. Oh, of and I'm sure many. many I you think mean, every, everyone cup, has. But it always spills yeah. out of the cup. <laughs> many people have their own piss stories, but essentially, what came of this is also another Burning Man story, where I decided after losing the muscles down in the areas, I was like, okay, I'm going to train, train my body so well, so I know how long I have to hold and estimate when I need a piss, like when I'm going to piss myself and what, how long it takes to get to that point. So the by the time I go to Burning Man, this is the same year that I do the debut Space Queen here. <laughs> I trained my body to be able to give my best mate, Zoe, a.k.a. Disco Donna, <laughs> Disco, Disco Donna Queen, um, like I'll give her one, I'll be like, yo, Zoe, one hour, and then I'll come back when it's 50 minutes. And I've trained myself to be able to do 10-minute increments until I am five to three to one, I'm pissing myself. So we have enough time for this honey bunny to get to a toilet so I don't have to piss really? myself anymore. Yeah. But I feel like... That's I've, so strategic and efficient and dedication. Well, when you've pissed yourself that many times in your mum's car... <laughs> you dedicated. I was dedicated. And it did. It worked. But I feel like I've lost it again. <laughs> Tomorrow. Not that I'm pissing myself, but no, I feel like I like it's definitely a mu- muscles, muscles that you can train. But that that is totally possible. But also, I tuned in enough so I would be like, yeah, it's ten minutes. And so he loved it. She thought it was great, and I was like, I think I'm the best party girlfriend to have because I'll be like, honey, I've got ten minutes before I piss myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, tell me your poos. My poos door. <laughs> Can we really finish this in poo? I think we can. Yes. Oh, no. I'm nervous about this story. Why are you nervous about this story? Because it's going to be tragic, I'm sure. The poo story. Okay, so my friends and I. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Because it starts the poo story. Yeah, the poo story. My friends and I used to hang out in, in my bedroom all the time, every weekend. And one night, like, we were all just, you know, stoned, hanging out, chilling in the room. Then all of a sudden, one of my friends just drops their dags and starts pooing in the middle of the room. And I was, first of all, what is going on? And then my second reaction was, I've got to do something about this situation. So I really quickly ran to the kitchen, grabbed a little teacup, ran back and slid the teacup just under her butt. She pooed into the cup. <laughs> so fucked. You can't make this shit up. You literally cannot make this shit up. <laughs> that is cooked. Yeah. What did you do with her? <laughs> I kicked her out. Spanking. Oh my I god. Her out. I said, "How dare you sh- shit in my cup?" <laughs> say shit on my floor because I'd slipped the little teacup under it. That is so cooked. I would have been. I would have been in a state of shock. I was. <laughs> but you were still tapped in enough to get the little teacup. Yeah, I'm always on a mission. You just slip it on. <laughs> slip it under. It worked. No more. Do you know how much worse it would have been to clean oh. it up off the floor? But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. 
If you haven't, that's okay too. <laughs> At least I hope we made you laugh. If you have any you can't make this shit up stories, please send them in to us. You can email me via my website, isabelcornish.life, or you can hit us up on social media at the Magic Drop Podcast or on my Instagram at Isabel Cornish. And please tell us your stories with no filter. No filter. And tonight has been zero filter. See you soon. Bye. Intergalactic. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you so much for being a part of this journey. If this podcast resonates with you, I would love your support. So please share, subscribe, or leave a five-star review. Don't forget, you can find all the detail and links for this episode in the show notes. You can connect with me via Instagram at Isabel Cornish or via my website, isabelcornish.life. For more uplifting content, I highly recommend checking out my book, The Why, Healthy Habits for an Epic Life. Thanks for listening. And remember, stay magic.